بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسائد الرشديف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجين اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجين In the lead to Ramadan over the last so many weeks we've been discussing areas where we can find there's room for development we make a self-development plan we've identified an area we've seen what our weaknesses are we've gone down to the root cause of why and then we've come up with a solution and then created a realistic plan and put it into practice as a result alhamdulillah many topics we've discussed and many new things we've brought into our lives and mashallah many of you last week made the intention that this ramadan we're not going to fast so that we can forget about fasting rather we're going to fast so that we can continue fasting and mashallah many kept the 13th 14th and the 15th not just to fast in the month of Sha'ban, but insha'Allah, every month we're going to keep this up, insha'Allah. Yes? Insha'Allah. So, once again, let's look at ourselves. We're very close to the holy month of Ramadan. Which are the areas where we can develop? Where do we feel we lack? And before that holy month arrives, how can we be prepared so that we can analyze ourselves, find the root cause and the problem, Think of a solution and then make a realistic plan to develop ourselves in that particular area. I ask a question. How often does it happen that you make an intention to perform salah? Optional salah I'm talking about. And, you know, you've done your wudu. Your wudu is done. You've got everything ready. You've allocated time as well. And then maybe somebody rings the doorbell. It's no guest, it's no visitor, it's no family member, it's just a delivery. It, it's, it's a delivery, nothing important, it's not even for you. So you've collected that delivery, you've put it down. You're in wudu, your musallah is ready, you've allocated time. However, within those moments, what happens is you end up doing something else. It's like when you make a cup of tea. I'm sure it's happened to everybody. You boil the kettle. How many times? Sometimes we boil the kettle like five times in a go. And we just don't get around to drinking that cup of tea. Or sometimes the tea is made, the tea bag's in there. For those who have sugar, your sugar's in there as well. And you've poured that water. And then you re oh no. And then you warm it up. And sometimes it happens, you end up warming up a couple of times as well. And even then you don't end up having it. In the month of Ramadan, we find this often as well. We sit down with the Quran. We have wudu, we've allocated time, we've sat with the book of Allah. We're about to read and you receive a text message. Nothing important. Or you receive a notification. It's just an email from a company that you subscribe to because five years ago you bought something from there. So they've just sent their annual newsletter. Or they've got a recent sale. Nothing important, nothing special. You're probably never going to buy from there ever again. However, in the interim, in those few moments, what's happened, you've ended up leaving that room, putting the Quran aside, and then you've ended up doing something else. Many a times we have the tasbih in our hand, 
or we're lying down on our pillow, we're about to go to sleep, and we've told ourselves that I need to read the dua for sleeping. And before you know it, you've talked to somebody, you've checked a couple of messages, you've thought about this and that and what you're going to do in the morning, but the only thing you didn't do was read that dua, which was in your mind. And the next day you wake up in the morning and think, what happened there? So we know the dua, we know what, to, what, what is to be recited. However, we don't end up doing it. And we can apply this to many, many different examples of ibadah, of charity. How many times in Ramadan the, 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 the person makes the announcement? It's for Yemen, it's for Syria, it's for Palestine, it's for widows, it's for a local madrasa, it's for a masjid, or it's for this project, it's for the homeless. And you think, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give this amount of money to here. And you've made the intention, you're firm on it, you've even got it with you. And it just doesn't transpire. You don't go through with it. Many a times we start off the month of Ramadan, the first few days are brilliant. And then we sort of slow down. And then in the last 10 days, it's just the total flop. And year in, year out, the same thing is happening. Uh, uh, um, is this something that sounds familiar to you? Or am I on a different planet altogether? Ha this happens to me. I experience this. I don't know about you guys. Yeah? Are we, are we in harmony here? Or am I talking about something different and you guys are on another level altogether? Yeah? Are we all on the same page? We're all in the same boat. We all experience these experiences. Should we do something about it? Because this has been happening every single year. Not just in Ramadan, throughout the year. And in Ramadan specifically, such a great opportunity. Whereas we, know, and we already know, from now we know. And the funny thing about it is, we've been hearing about Ramadan now for a number of weeks. And Alhamdulillah, we're all preparing in different ways. And it's good. Uh, physical preparation, mental preparation, spiritual preparation. Everyone's doing it to their own abilities. Alhamdulillah. But we've taken it for granted, like all of us generally, I don't mean to offend anybody, but this is our attitude. We've thought to ourselves, right, Ramadan's going to come. I'm going to fast for 30 days. Is there anyone who's made this intention that they're not going to fast? Yeah, we've all decided we're going to fast. Yeah, we're going to pray. We're going to do taraweeh. We're going to give some sadaqah. We're going to make dua. We're going to try and do some extra ibadah. We've all like, but is that how it works? If the last year has taught you and me anything, it's taught you and me that we don't even control our own lives. Is it as simple as that? That I, I've thought, I'm going to fast. Is that how it's going to work? Ramadan will come and we're just going to fast. If that was the case, then every time in the past where we intended to do something, we would have carried it out. We've just seen through these so many examples that that doesn't always happen. Despite, and sometimes you want to do something, shaitan tells you, oh, it's cold, like don't do wudu. And even if we do end up doing some of the actions, so we're reading Quran, who can relate to this? You're reading Quran and then you're turning the pages and you're looking for that black line. See, when does this juz and this para end? I mean, we don't do that when we're on Facebook. No one does that. Because you won't find the end. You'll just keep swiping and swiping and swiping. It doesn't matter how much time goes by. When we're watching a movie, we can sit there. We can binge watch a program or a series and we don't want it to end. Two hours isn't long enough. Think, oh, it should, it should have ended. It, we, we could have watched it if it was three hours, four hours. On a computer game, 
can carry on throughout the night. The night is young. In America, they've got adult diapers. What? Adult diapers? What for? It's for the gamers. So that it doesn't distract them when they need to answer the call of nature. Just wear these adult diapers uh, so you can do your business in there and carry on gaming. Huge industry, gaming. Let's not get into that now. So all of these things. Shopping. Okay, everyone's waiting for the 12th of April. Shopping. We never get tired. Sisters in particular, but brothers also. Everybody's included. So when it comes to these actions, there's no end to it. We enjoy it. We thrive. We keep going. But when it comes to the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, either number one, we don't end up doing many of the things that we want to do. Or when we are there, we're not present. We're not focused. And if we are, we're only there for a few days or a few moments. That steadfastness isn't there. So if it's Ramadan, then the first few days we're fine. And then we start to go downhill and then it's gone altogether. My question is, is this a problem? And is this something that we need to deal with? Because in the previous so many weeks, we've highlighted different areas where we feel there is a room for development. And I think here there is a massive room for development. Otherwise, this is going to be another Ramadan like the so many previous Ramadan where it comes, we have a ritualistic kind of idea of fasting, of praying. We do what we can, we miss what we can't do, and then we just move on. We don't want to repeat the same mistakes. We want this to be a meaningful Ramadan, a productive Ramadan, a Ramadan from which we benefit, we continue to benefit, and we take something with us from them. So what is it that's missing? What is it that we need? Is it in my ability? Can I just decide that I'm going to read Quran today? Or I'm going to make the dhikr of Allah today? Have we arrived here to Jummah just because we wanted to? Is it that easy? Is it that simple? Is it? What, what, how, how did we come here? With the help, with the assistance, the guidance, the mercy of Allah. Every single one of us, we are in need of the mercy, the guidance, the assistance and the help of Allah at all times. Without this, we cannot do anything, nothing, nothing at all. Who am I to look down on somebody who doesn't attend the Jummah? That's between him and Allah. I, have I come on my own accord? Do I fast in the month of Ramadan on my own accord? Do I do taraweeh? How many rakah I do? Because I want to know. Yes, there's that will and that desire there. But until the will of Allah and the help and the assistance of Allah is not present, we can't do anything. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And this is what we need. And this is what's missing. And with the will of Allah, there are three elements that we need for us to continue. One is his remembrance. Because when the remembrance of Allah isn't there, you get negligence. So we're in salah, but we're not. We're, we're there, we're reading Quran, but we're not. Our mind's elsewhere. Whereas when we're gaming or watching, we're fully there. I mean, how dare somebody walk past? We'll rewind, go back. I missed two words. I want, I want to see. Whereas we're in salah, you ask after salah, what did the imam recite? Oh, I don't know. What did you recite in your salah? I don't remember. What kind of salah was that? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Masjid, somebody came 
and performed salah and then came to him, the Prophet wasallam said to him, go back and repeat your salah. That's not salah. So he prayed it again. And he came to the Prophet wasallam. he said, go back and repeat it. That's not salah. And third time he prayed again. It's in Sahih Muslim. He came and he said, go back and repeat. He goes, oh Prophet of Allah, I don't know how to pray salah better than this. And then the Prophet showed him how to pray. And the missing element was being focused, devoted, and performing salah with khushur. Each part of the salah should be done calmly. So the three elements that are missing are being mindful, the remembrance of Allah, number one. And I've shared with you the result. When we don't have the remembrance and dhikr in our lives, this is what happens. Number two, the second missing element is the shukr of Allah. Shukr of Allah. When you don't have the shukr of Allah, what happens? We'll fast in Ramadan, but we won't associate that fast to Allah. So we'll become pious. Throughout the year, okay, we are like the enemy of Allah. In the month of Allah, we become the friend of Allah momentarily, and we start looking down on people. And that happens because we're not grateful to Allah. We think we're praying, we're fasting, we're worshipping. My piety is because of me. I've chosen to do it. This is what happens when we don't have shukr in our lives. And the third thing that's missing is what we call ihsan. And that a person reaches a stage in their ibadah, in their worship, and then as a result in their life, where they reach a stage of excellence, where a person is always mindful that Allah is watching me. And when we don't have that, we don't have steadfastness. So we'll do it for a day or two because everybody else is doing it. But as soon as everybody else has gone, or Ramadan has gone, or the environment is gone, we'll stop doing it. Whereas if we didn't think about everybody else and we had ihsan and we thought Allah is watching, Allah is always watching, whether before Ramadan, in Ramadan, out of Ramadan. So that was just to highlight some of the reasons and the root cause of why we suffer and go through these uh, tragedies, let's, let's call them, because they are serious problems and they are uh, they are hindering our progress and in our way to reach Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now I'm going to share with you something very special that was shared by someone very special with someone very special. This is something very special shared by somebody very special with somebody very special. Imam Abu Dawud narrates this in his compilation of hadith, the sunan of Imam Abu Dawood, the scholars of hadith have, have uh, authenticated this hadith and said it is sahih. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he once called the sahabi Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. What a great sahabi. Mu'adh ibn Jabal. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us regarding Mu'adh ibn Jabal that he is going to be Sayyidu Ulama'i Yawm Al-Qiyamah. He's going to be the leader of all of the ulama on the Day of Judgment. Imagine, there have been great mountains of knowledge who have come to the world, even amongst the Sahaba. But this young Sahabi, the Prophet wasallam, is saying, he's going to be the leader of all of the scholars on the Day of Judgment. In the khutbah of Jum'ah we hear, أَعْلَمُهُمْ بِالْحَلَالِ وَالْحَرَامِ مُعَاهْدِ بْنُ جَبَلْ The most knowledgeable regarding the fiqh of halal and haram is none other than Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. One day the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called this sahabi, Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. He himself says the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam held my hand. Imagine those blessed moments 
how ecstatic must that have been to be holding the hand to the Prophet of Allah to come to you and hold your hand. He says the Prophet placed his hand into my hand. Some of the scholars have said like this, where you put the fingers of one hand, it's a very deep connection. He put his fingers into mine. He held my hand. It doesn't stop there. And he said to me, Ya Mu'adh, imagine the Prophet coming to you and calling you by your name. Holding your hand, it doesn't stop there. He held my hand. He said to me, Ya Mu'adh, O Mu'adh, Wallahi, inni la'uhibbuk. There's no explanation for this. Imagine the feeling that he was going throughout this time. Mu'adh says the Prophet wasallam held my hand. And he called me and he says, Oh Mu'adh, by Allah, indeed I love you. Who's saying this? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Who is he saying it to? Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. For those who understand Arabic, there are three elements of emphasis. He didn't just say to him, I love you. He says, number one, wallahi. He didn't need to say that. But to place emphasis, wallahi. There is no lie in this, wallahi. Then the lamb, la, la. You can just say, uhibbuka, uhibbuk, I love you. He said, la uhib, surely. Wallahi la uhibbuk. Wallahi la uhibbuk. He says to him, Ya Mu'adh, Wallahi la uhibbuk. Surely I love you. And he didn't say it once, he said it twice. Imagine how beloved Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu must be in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before I continue, you might be thinking this must be some senior sahabi. Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu passed away at the young age of 34 years old. He was only 34 years old when he passed away. He passed away seven years after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the ta'un of amwas in the plague. So he was under 30 when the Prophet ﷺ addressed him in this manner. Younger than many of us here. Imagine, he held his hand. He says, the Prophet ﷺ said, Oh Mu'adh, Wallahi la'uhibbuk. Wallahi la'uhibbuk. The qasam of Allah, oh Mu'adh, I love you. And in one hadith we find Mu'adh ibn Jabal said, Oh Rasulullah, I love you too. And then we continue the hadith. Now imagine when you love someone so much, he says, Oh Mu'adh, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Imagine when you love someone that much, the advice you share with them is so truthful and so sincere. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was already a sadiqul masduq, the most truthful man who has ever walked the surface of this earth. Imagine how sincere he says, I'm going to share with you a piece of advice. What was that, that advice? And that advice is not just for him. It's for all of us. He says to him, O oh Mu'adh, by Allah, I love you. O oh Mu'adh, by Allah, I love you. And then he said, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Never, never, ever miss saying or reciting these words after every fart salah. Mu'adh, I don't want you to ever, la tada'anna, the words of the hadith are, never ever miss this out. You can miss other things out, but this dua, do not miss it out. 
Mu'adh, I want you to make sure that every single salah that you read, you must say this after every salah. Imam the salam, you do salam wherever you are, congregation in, in individually, you must say this dua, O Mu'adh, because I love you. I'm holding your hand and I'm telling you that I love you. I don't know if we're going to meet after this. And remember, he was sent to Yemen. He wasn't in Medina Munawwara when the Prophet ﷺ passed away. He says, Mu'adh, I give you this advice. Never miss reciting this dua after every salah. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Recite, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. One more time. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Allahumma, O oh Allah, a'inni help me ala dhikrika to remember you wa shukrika to be grateful to you wa husni ibadatik and to or worship you in an excellent manner. This is what we need. This is what's missing. The reason why we don't continue with our ibadah, even in the month of Ramadan, the reason why we open the Quran and then we just stop reading in the middle of recitation, the reason why we sometimes make the intention, I will give sadaqah and we don't end up doing it. Why? Because we cannot do any of these things on our own accord. We need the assistance of Allah. Now, Mu'adh ibn Jabal, who is the leader of all of the ulama, if he was in need of this dua, how much do you think you and I need this dua? We can never think that we are independent. Every single person sitting here, everyone listening over YouTube or wherever you are in the world, if you're hearing this, we are desperately in need of this dua. Everyone, there is no one here in this room who doesn't need to read this. This applies to everyone here. After every salah, Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu is being taught with so much compassion, so much love, so much attention by holding his hand, telling him twice that he loves him by Allah. And he says, Mu'adh, never miss this out. Never miss this out. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Oh Allah, help me to remember you. Oh Allah, help me to be grateful to you and help me to worship you in an excellent manner. Now this, we can look at this as stages. Dhikr is the first thing. Generally, dhikr is done with the tongue. It's done with the tongue. Dhikr could be recitation of the Quran. It could be saying Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah. It could be reciting the du'as that we read. It could be when you're in your sujood and you're saying Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. So you're doing dhikr with your tongue. And then this is progression, gradual progression. The next stage is shukr, being grateful to Allah. Shukr is not just done with the tongue. We don't just say Alhamdulillah. Oh, thank you Allah for giving me what you have given me. No, Shukr is with the tongue and with the heart inside to have that belief and that feeling that the condition that I am in generally we associate evil to Allah. Anything bad happens, Allah di marzi. Anything bad happens, you know, Allah, Allah willed it. We say this straight away, but you've got a nice car. Oh, you've got a nice watch, you bought a new house, you've got nice clothing, Allah's blessed you with something. Yeah, you know, 10 years of experience, man. 
I've been doing it, you know, this is, this is, this is, my, this is, my, this is my trade. This is my field. I've got connections. This is, this is what we're all about. Yeah, well, you know, me and myself and shukr. True shukr is not with the tongue. It's not just saying alhamdulillah. It's to actually believe it. So dhikr with the tongue. Shukr is with the tongue and the heart. And then husni ibadatik. Excellent worship. That is the entire body. A gradual progress. Whilst I was preparing this, I just thought this is so relevant to the month of Ramadan. And we can apply it to the first 10 days, second 10 days, third 10 days. So the first 10 days, let us focus on dhikr. At least get our rituals there. Even if it's robotic and ritualistic, at least that's a start. Let's get our fasting in place, our recitation in place, our taraweeh in place, our sadaqah, our dua at the time of suhoor, iftar throughout the day. Even if it's ritualistic and habitual, let us start off and make sure we're, we're doing it punctually, first 10 days, and then upgrade. Nobody, nobody has an old Nokia anymore, or even a Blackberry probably. Okay, we all upgrade. The only thing we don't upgrade is our spiritual state and condition. So every 10 days, we should be upgrading. Not down, we, we generally have the, like the boost at the first couple of days, and then we downgrade. We downgrade, we downgrade, and by the end of Ramadan, we don't even have the brick anymore. That's how bad we, we've got them old telephones. We've gone so backwards. So we need to upgrade. First 10 days, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrik. Oh Allah, help me to remember you, at least on that ritual level where you're doing the actions. And then, wa shukrik. Now, I call this an observed, focused observance. The second 10 days, let us try and get a bit more serious. Let us put our heart in, not just the tongue, where we're not just reciting, now let's get our heart into it as well. Let's think about what we're reciting. Let's be present in our dua. Let's be present in our sujood. Let's be present in our fast. And then when the last 10 days arrived, let us reach for excellence, the reality of worship. What is the reality of worship? That you worship Allah in a way, obviously we can't see Allah. You worship Allah in a way that you always got this awareness that my Allah is watching me. My Allah is watching me. If I'm believing and thinking my Allah is watching me, what will my ruku be like? What will my sujood be like? What will my speech be like? What will my behavior be like? How will I be not just in the masjid but even out of the masjid? With my family or at work, wherever we are, we need this dua in our lives. Allahumma. A'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. These are the three meaning things that are missing and we need them. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us this in this very comprehensive dua, which we shouldn't miss after this is the dua to be recited after every fard salah. And then you can read it generally whenever you want as well. But at least after every fard salah, you don't read anything, you must read this because the Prophet advised. Shaykh al Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentions, I searched through the du'as of the Prophet. I went through so many of them. What was he looking for? He says, I was looking which is the du'a which is the most beneficial for the believer. Which is the du'a which is the most beneficial for the believer. And then I came across the verse of the Quran, that worship can only be attained. We read this every single day. 
if we have the help and the assistance of Allah. As a result, this is the dua we need to get the assistance and the help of Allah, to remember Him, to be grateful to Him, and to reach the worship of an excellent manner, which is required not just in Ramadan throughout the year, but we want to try and attain this in Ramadan and maintain this throughout the year. Who's going to continue reading this, inshaAllah? After every fard salah, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Oh Allah, help me to remember you, help me to be grateful to you, and help me to worship you in an excellent way. Every fard salah, at least once after we read this, and um, you will find the dua has been added to the YouTube description <coughs> for those of you who want to learn it. And the translation is there, the explanation is there as well. Um, just before Brother Adil comes and explains a couple of things, I just want to take a minute and share with you something important. And that is, Alhamdulillah, we have, uh, on behalf of the masjid, we have a masjid app. Who's, who's got the app for the masjid? Just a raise of hands, just to see. Who's, mashallah, because you are regular uh, frequenters of the masjid. So we feel that you should be benefiting from these services. Maybe you didn't know about it. So oh, there's only a few hands up here. Let, let's see again a raise of hands. Who's got the app? Very few. Rest of you guys, where, how, why have you not downloaded the app yet? Maybe you didn't know about it. So that's another thing. You're going back today with two things, inshallah. One is this dua. And second is as soon as you get to your house or your car, wherever you are, please download the app for the masjid. You'll say KMAB in the Play Store, in the Apple Store, or Masjid al Fala and you will find the app. Now, I personally use this app every single day, at least once, sometimes even more. Um, it's got the Salah timetable, so it's got the daily Salah. Can you see what, what you can see on that screen? That's the first page. Um, and that, and it tells you the Jama'at time as well, the beginning time and the time of Jama'at. Also, what's amazing about it, it tells you how many minutes there are left till the end of Salah or till the Jama'ah Salah, which is very, very useful. You might want to know how long is the left till I've got Fajr, I've just woken up. How many minutes have I got? It tells you already, 15 minutes to go only. So it tells you how long there's left. Very useful. The second page, it gives you the month, the whole month's timetable. And, the late, and, and then it's got other pages where it's got the events, etc. of the Masjid. But the latest addition is, Alhamdulillah, as you've seen over the last so many weeks, we've started this series of du'as of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah reward Brother Adil, Brother Jalal and the others who are behind the scenes doing the hard work. They are making audio clips and also the visuals of these du'as. So, so far we've covered about 21 today. 21 with today's du'a, we're on du'a 21. So these du'as have also been added on the front page. There's a section, it says du'a, you click on there. And we've got about 17 or 18 du'as already on there. Uh, with the audio, with the Arabic, with the translation as well. So it's easy for you, it's in your hand, you can learn it. Many people have been asking, you share the du'as, but then how do we learn them? How do we access them? There you go, in your hand, on your devices. Who's going to download the app as well, inshallah? Please do download it and benefit from the services. Jazakumullahu khaira wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.